0: Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope that your new year has begun so well, and we're going to take a few moments and talk to you about some things about leadership that I think will be really valuable to each one of you. But before we jump into them, I'm so excited that as the new year begins that we have round tables coming up, Roundtables are interactive events where people get to uh, sit in a room, hear leadership, and then eventually ask questions in the raw, honest kind of questions that uh, every has. I want to mention four roundtables coming up. The first one's on January 20th here in Plano, Texas. January 20th here in Plano. And then the next one's February 4th in Seattle. February 4th in Seattle. And then February 8th in Stockton, California. Stockton, California, and then March 1st in Orlando, Florida. These four roundtables are going to be gold. The information that we're sharing will be brand new information. There's a lesson I'm so excited to uh, share about when leadership hits critical Mass. I think it is going to be personally helpful to so many leaders. Now, you can go on my webpage, Gerald Brooks Ministries.com, and you can get all of these uh, dates, and there you can sign up. But I want to encourage you the power of being in the room. We'd love to have you there. Hey, today I want to talk to you about getting leadership right. Getting leadership right. Leadership is needed more now than ever before. It really is. Leadership is needed more now than ever before. However, when I speak of leadership, I'm not talking about the title of leadership, but I'm talking about the heart of leadership. See, this is what God prioritizes. He prioritizes the heart of a leader. Now, during good times, all you need are skills to be a leader. But in challenging times, your heart is required if you're going to lead. And right now, there's a leadership void because a lot of people have skills of leadership, but they don't have the heart of leadership. And since they don't have the heart of leadership, it is failing them right now because people, when times are tough, have to feel your heart. In fact, if I could go back and mention a lesson, when I did the lesson, how COVID has changed the church forever, which you can download at my website, that is so important right now, because whether you think This issue is done with, over with. There are people that you're leading that want answers to questions. And if you, in a heartfelt way, don't go and answer those questions, you're going to lose some of your credibility as a leader. So we've got to get leadership right. And leadership is more than a title we possess. It's more than skills we have. It is a heart that people Feel So let me just sort of uh, downline this a little bit and give you some uh, thoughts about it. Number one is this, lead with values before you lead with vision. Now, I want to say that again. It's so important. Lead with values before you lead with vision. Now, we all know that vision is one of the essential skills of leadership. I mean, it's one of the must skills that a leader must have. That's why the number of hours that vision is talked about in terms of leadership is massive. The number of books, the number of podcasts that just deal with the vision quotient of leadership. See, here's the thing. Leaders see sooner than everyone else. Leaders see further than everyone else and leaders see more than everyone else. That is vision. It is the nature of leadership that leaders see sooner than everyone else. Leaders see further than everyone else. Leaders see more than everyone else. But too often, vision is taught as an end-all concept. It's sort of like, hey, if you're a visionary, you're a leader. If you've got vision, you can lead. If you are seeing what others don't see, you can lead. But here's the thing. Vision isn't an end-all concept. Because vision is never to be implemented without values. Vision is to never be implemented without values. See, values are the distinguishing characteristic of what separates Christian leadership from all other forms of leadership. See, the characteristic of values and vision is what separates Christian leadership from all other facets of leadership. We've talked about in the world, there are leaders everywhere. But the problem with the world is, is the world lacks a value base, that is good enough to be able to help people when it comes to crisis. And right now, people aren't wanting something to do. They're wanting values so they can believe. What do we believe in the midst of crisis? Let me take you back to 1956. In 1956, Martin Luther King Jr. was sitting at his coffee table A phone call comes in. This phone call rattles him. It's somebody who's basically saying, you need to get up, you need to get your family, and you need to leave town because if you don't, you're dead. It's going to be within a few days that a bomb is going to go off literally on the front porch of his house. But he will tell in his own words how that call shook him like nothing else had ever done. He was at a low point. He was at a challenging point. He was at a difficult point. And when that call came in, hearing that voice with intensity, get out of here. It was at that point that he felt like, man, is it worth it all? But he says at that table— He began to reach out to God. He began to seek God. And in his heart, he heard God impress him with these thoughts. You have to stand for righteousness and justice. Now, to you and me, it's just a simple phrase, righteousness and justice. But to him, it became a defining value. And he will say that from that moment forward, he never vacillated. He never wavered. And standing up, no matter what was said to him or happened around him, he never wavered. Because he knew that he was to make a stand for righteousness and justice. See, vision without values is why, what will never be enough to motivate an organization. See, vision gives you a what to do. It doesn't give you a why to do it. Let me say that again. Vision without values fails because vision gives you a what, values give you a why. And in our society, People have enough what? They now need a why. And see, if all you have is a vision, then the results are not going to be enough to satisfy you. There has to be a value. This is why when you look at organizations that have leadership bottlenecks, here's where they typically bottleneck. At the very top echelon, Everyone knows the vision and values. So that's level one. At level two, those people are in touch with the people at level one. So they know the vision and they've heard the values. But where the bottleneck becomes is at level two to level three, because level two leaders tend to turn to the level three people and say, this is what you need to do. So the further you get from the top, the less the values are known. And people can't lead based on what? They have to lead based on why. And so if we're going to get leadership right, here's what it means. We have to be able— We have to be able to have values and vision, not vision without values. We have to have a what and a why, not a what without a why. So if we're going to get leadership right, lead with values before you lead with vision. Number two, lead seriously instead of superficially. Lead seriously instead of superficially. Too often, the title of leadership becomes a substitute for the art of leadership. The title of leadership becomes the substitute for the art of leadership. And as a result, leadership becomes superficial. Now, superficial leadership is characterized by a few things. Wherever there's superficial leadership, you will always find hurry. The need to do what's next. Leadership just becomes, well, what do I need to do next? What do we need to do next? What has to happen next? Hurry. The need to do what's next. There is a proportional relationship between hurry and being unhealthy as a leader. I'm telling you, wrap your arms around that. There's a proportional relationship between the amount of hurry a leader leads with and the degree of unhealthiness that they create in themselves and others. See, core leadership development isn't time-sensitive. So let me just put that in context for you. When we're in a hurry, we fail to create leadership development moments. It's just, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. It's the to-do list. And so the people around us never get developed in leadership because leadership development can't happen in a hurry. You cannot microwave leaders. You cannot put leaders out there and microwave them. Core leadership development isn't time sensitive. So being the fastest may be important, but it seldom means that you're the healthiest. So if being the fastest is more important than being the healthiest, you're probably not going to lead long. Why? Because the term speed kills is true on so many levels. It's true when you're driving a car, and it's true when you're leading an organization. If the only skill set you have is let's be in a hurry, then you lose your personal health and the health of the organization. So if I want to look and find a superficial leadership environment, I look and see to what degree is hurry what is motivating the leadership matrix of that organization. Second, scorekeeping. If you want to find out if an organization is struggling, when it's superficial, it's all about scorekeeping. Math becomes the only measurement of success. Math becomes the only measurement of success. See, numbers alone provide limited insight In leadership. Now, numbers are important, and every leader that I know has numbers, and people who pastor said that's why God has a book called Numbers, that's why numbers are mentioned throughout the book of Acts, but here's the thing. Numbers give us data, but they don't give us conclusive data, and so if the only thing I'm leading for is a number, I will fail. I will fail if all I have is a number. So what it looks like is this. Numbers alone provide limited insight. In medicine, there are times when physicians call it chasing a number. Someone's health is failing, so they have this number, so they fix that number. But to fix that number, another number comes out. And then to fix that number, another number comes out. And what they say is, if you're chasing a number, you're seldom helping a patient. And so we look at things and we understand that scorekeeping usually can be a sign of superficial leadership. Positional leadership, if that is all that is prioritized, that is superficial, Because when positional leadership is the only style of leadership, you no longer have servant leadership because it's all about a position that someone. So when it comes to getting leadership right, lead with values, not just vision. Lead in a way that you lead with a method where you're not going to be superficial You're going to be serious. And then three, lead from private to public. Lead from private to public. I like to put it this way. Win on the inside. The most important battles I win or you win are not battles around us, but they're battles in us. You can look good on the outside and be losing on the inside. And that's the challenge. We don't want to just have an appearance, what the Bible says, a form of godliness, but our lives are truly denying it. We don't want to look one thing on the outside, but be something totally different on the inside. You have to win on the inside. And if I can put it this way, All wins aren't equal. I may be able to achieve things on the outside, but winning on the inside are the best wins you will ever have. When you win over your attitude, when you win over your ego, when you win with your values, when you win because you care, when you win because you're committed, win on the inside. As a leader, you have to work on what others don't see, and you have to work in the areas that others don't know. Frequently, when I go to a church, I will pray a prayer like this, Lord, you know our best day, you know our worst day, you know the things that we tell everybody, and you know the things that we've never told anybody. You want to be an effective leader when in the areas you've never told anybody. See, if the platform is where you're at your best, you will not last. Now, you can be good on the platform, but you better be better on the inside. So if we're going to get leadership right, then we're going to have to lead with values and not just vision. And we are going to have to lead seriously and not just superficially. And we are going to have to lead from the private to the public. If you'll do these things, you will position yourself to lead correctly. You will be a leader that's worthy of being followed. You will be an example that needs to be emulated. And you will be a person who is pointing other people beyond you. You're pointing people to Christ. Let's get leadership right. Hey, before I close, I want to remind you again of our roundtables in Plano, January 20th, Seattle, February 4th, Stockton, California, February 8th, and Orlando, March 1. But hey, if I could ask a favor of you. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love for you to help me by doing two simple things. The first thing being, would you please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on? Second, would you please send the link to this podcast to a few of friends that you feel would benefit from what was taught today's. These two simple things will help me have a greater impact on other leaders. Thank you so much for helping me. Thank you for all that you do. And I pray that you are going to have an amazing year. God loves you so much. And so do I. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com.